everyone. Welcome back to JCM Prepare the Way. My name is Carol, and I am so thankful that you are tuning in to today's episode, which I hope will be an encouraging episode for you. I've titled it Planting a Seed. And what it is, is I just want to give a short message of encouragement that despite the downward spiral of things in the world, to remind all of you and myself included, that we have a message of hope to bring people. And it's not as hard to do as you think. And so I just want to share a few of my own personal stories about how it can look to bring someone the gospel. And I'm not sharing these uh, to shine light on me, but to shine light on the power of the Holy Spirit and to shine light on how God can use you. He wants to use his people every day. We just... Some of us just maybe need a little uh, nudge to know that we can do it. And so that's what I'm hoping that today's episode does for you. So I'm just going to start by sharing a few short stories and maybe it will resonate with some of you out there. Now, the first story I want to share just happened to me this week and I had to drop my car off to get some repairs done. And so it was going to be a while. So they scheduled to have a Lyft driver uh, come and take me home. And so when I was outside on the sidewalk waiting for the Lyft driver, I was just quietly praying to myself, okay, Lord, I don't know who's coming, but open up a door for your word that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. And that's in Colossians 4. And so I always try to pray for an open door. So sure enough, the car pulls up and I open up the car door and I'm greeted warmly by this beautiful woman in the front seat. And we get to talking as soon as I get in the car. And we get our logistics and everything squared away. And then uh, I could tell with her strong accent that she's definitely not from the USA. So I asked her where she was from. And she replied, Kenya. And so having been to Kenya and ministered there before, I know that there is a really large Christian population there. So I asked her if she was a Christian. And her reply to me was, uh, I'm Muslim. And so uh, she began to share uh, how she was a very devout Muslim, very strong and vocal Muslim, very committed to her faith, very committed to reading and studying the Quran. But then she paused for a minute in the conversation, and I'm just just intensely listening because I like learning from people. Uh, She said, can I share something with you? And I said, sure. Well, she starts to share with me that she had a dream, a dream where she had a visitation from Jesus. And it was so real and so different from the Jesus that the Muslims teach that when she woke up, she knew that he was real. And she knew that what she was doing in her Muslim faith wasn't. Now, I'm a dreamer, and I know some of you know that already. And so so I do get dreams that I truly believe are messages from heaven. I have other dreams that's probably from my dinner from the from the prior night. And I know some of you who are dreamers might be able to truly resonate with that. There are certain dreams that you have that you know without a shadow of a doubt is a message from God and you wake up and it is it is a feeling, an encounter, an experience that the world I've never felt an emotion um, here on earth quite like some of the emotions that I feel in a dream when I know it's a message. So I could resonate with what she was saying. I could relate to to how she was feeling. 
And so what she did was it was so real that she went and told her family. Well, that did not go well. They were angry and they did not want to hear it. But the dream and the feelings that she had just did not leave her. And so she was uh, kind of by herself exploring this and trying to figure out uh, what did all of this mean. And she didn't know how to pray to Jesus, but she said she kept talking to herself that if he was real, she wanted him to show her. Well, one day she is sitting in a park and she feels a hand on her shoulder, but nobody's there. And she hears she didn't say if it was audibly or just in her heart. She heard, it's me, Jesus. I am real. Now, I know like many of you, we've heard stories about what, what the Lord is doing to uh, the Muslim nations. You know, we know he is, he is definitely visiting uh, people in their dreams. They are having all kinds of uh, incredible encounters with Jesus And that's exactly what happened to her. Here I'm hearing a firsthand account of this happening to this beautiful Muslim woman. And so at that moment, she then prayed and she just said, I believe you. I believe you and I will follow you. And so she did not, she did not have a Bible. She did not know anything else except that Jesus visited her again and she knew he was real. And she knew she had to follow him. And so she told her Muslim family and she, that resulted in some huge trials and a really bad season of time resulting in her family, leaving her, her husband, her brothers, her sons, and all of them. But she said to me, she goes, but I don't care. I have Jesus and he is who I choose. I mean, I mean, just even sitting in the backseat, listening to that, you know, and how, how, how many times sometimes the fear of people can cripple Christians over here in the West. And here she's just lost everybody and everything, but she chooses Jesus. And so she found a church. I think she's going to a Catholic church and they are helping her read the Bible. And I just, I was sitting there listening to her story on my way home. And I just, I said to her, I said, this is this is so wonderful. I said, I have another sister. And we laughed and we kind of cried tears of joy, of course, but we we just continued to talk. It was the most beautiful conversations conversation. And we got to my house and I asked her, may I pray for you before I leave? And she said, yes. And then I asked if I could put my hand on her shoulders to pray. And she said, yes. And we prayed. I was in the back seat. She was in the front. And when we were finished with the prayer, I looked up and her head was still down. Her eyes were still closed. And she stayed that way for another minute or so before we said our goodbyes and left. And first of all, you know, the Lord quickly answered my prayer on the sidewalk. You know, here was a beautiful open door to a new believer, but also not just, um, asking the question, are you Christian? That kind of opened the door to the conversation, but how it blessed me as well and built my faith, listening to her in such her faithfulness right off the start from following Christ. And so it was this beautiful, um, I think, encouragement for both she and I in that small little 15 minute car ride together. But my point on this particular story is that these are the types of things all of us can be doing every day. 
asking just a simple question in conversation that opens the door uh, to Christ or opens the door to God. And we have no idea where the conversation might be leading. We have no idea what people are thinking through or going through right now. So that's my first little story. And that happened this week. So that was really fun. And I have her name written in my journal and I told her I'd be praying for her. And she told me other places she works. So I'm going to go try to visit her. But it was just a beautiful start to the week. My other story happened at an ARC thrift store. Um, you know, one of the things the Lord kept putting on my heart many, many, many months ago was highways and byways, Carol, go to the highways and byways. And, and that's true. We we're just supposed to go out, aren't we? We're just supposed to go out everywhere and take this beautiful message with us. Well, um, I had shared a story before about a different donation place recently when I was asking the gal if she needed prayer for anything. I don't know if any of you heard that, but, um, she immediately, this lady at this other donation place immediately responded. And 10 minutes later, she was born again. And it was just such a fun, powerful story that took place in my town. And, um, and I loved it because whenever you ask someone if they need prayer for anything, and then you, you step into that obedience and you pray for them, I'm telling you the power of the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit power behind asking someone, do you need prayer for anything? immediately releases forth into that prayer and they feel something. And that's what happened at this other donation place. And she got born again in 10 minutes. And it was just by simply asking her if she needed prayer. Well, this happened again um, at the ARC thrift store uh, in this one of the ARC thrift stores. There's a ton of them here in Denver. But anyway, uh, we had recently moved. And so I was, uh, I'd been at a um, different donation centers lately and I had a carload of things to drop off. And um, where this one is located, you just pull up and they come out. And so this kind woman came out and was helping me unload. And when I finished unloading, I asked her, when we finished unloading, I said, before I leave, do you need prayer for anything? And immediately, yes. And it was about her two kids, two grown kids. And then she began to share their heartbreaking stories. And so I asked her if she would mind if I prayed for her right then. And people were coming to drop things off. So I, I didn't want to disturb her at work. I'm very sensitive to that. But she agreed. And so I put my hand on her shoulder with her permission. I always ask permission. And we prayed with our eyes open. So I told her, I said, let's pray with our eyes open so that your bosses will think we're only talking and then she wouldn't get in trouble. So I was praying with my eyes open, but she didn't care. She closed her eyes and we prayed right there at my car with other cars pulling up. And by the end, we were both in tears. And she asked me, do you like to pray? And right then God opened that door and I was able to share with her my love for Jesus and we later hugged and said our goodbyes. She doesn't work there at that location uh, regularly. So I just told her I'd try to pop in and see if I catch her on a different day. But we, we hugged each other and said our goodbyes. And it was the most beautiful moment. And she got to feel the love of Jesus right then. And this is such a powerful way. That's what I'm trying to encourage you with. It's such a powerful way to share the love of Christ with someone is before you leave somewhere, ask him whether it's a waitress waiter, whether it's wherever you are, ask them, would you like prayer for anything? I like to pray for people. You will be amazed at the response. I don't think I have ever been turned away from prayer 
except once by the local police chief at the time where I lived. And that was many, many years ago. But since then, I don't think I've ever been turned away. So another story I want to share, I, I title it Got Junk, because that's kind of where we've been in our life. Uh, we've just been unloading so much we downsized in our home. And so we've just had a lot of stuff. Well, anyway, I, I have an internal rule in my home, um, an internal rule for myself that anyone that comes into our home to repair something or work on something or what have you, I always try to ask before they leave, would you like prayer for anything? Well, most recently, this was after our move. We just moved. We downsized, like I said, and realized even after filling up one big dumpster at our old home, we still needed to get rid of stuff. So we called one of those junk trucks. And uh, when the two young men, uh, two young men came with their junk truck, they loaded everything up. And when they were done loading, we were all on the driveway, my husband and I and these two gentlemen, and we were thanking them and asked if they needed prayer for anything. And my husband and I got an immediate yes from both. One had a newborn baby. The other had a fiance who was in the hospital and they immediately stopped everything and we held hands in the driveway And we prayed. And when we were done, they said, no one has ever asked to pray for us before. Isn't that incredible? And this is what we all can be doing. It's an encouragement. This is something so simple that we can all be doing. It is one of the most loving things you can do for someone is to pray for them, right? And especially pray for them right then. Because when you're holding hands or when you put your hand on their shoulder, if they allow it, the power of the Holy Spirit is felt in that moment. And, you know, a lot of times we'll often tell someone we'll pray for them, but then sometimes life gets in the way, right? And we forget. So I encourage you, pray right then. Pray right then. Figure out a way to make it comfortable for all of you, but just pray right then. And you don't need to have eloquent words. You just need to have a sincere heart that is yielded to the Holy Spirit. He does the rest. We don't have to see the result either. We are just called to pray. And it was so cute because when they pulled out, they had to go around through our cul-de-sac and they spun back around and they're both like hanging their arms out the window, waving goodbye to us. I mean, it was the sweetest thing. And, you know, we just never know what someone's life looks like or what they're going through. I have another one. I have a few more, if you all don't mind. Um, This one is about my dishwasher. And again, it goes back to people being in my home. And uh, one of the things I never do is I usually never schedule repairs for something when I know I'll be home alone. But for some reason, I was home alone when I needed to get my dishwasher repaired. Actually, they were replacing it. So they were taking my old one out, putting the new one in, and three really large football-looking African-American men came to deliver my dishwasher. And I don't, you know, I don't think anything of anything like that, except that I was alone. And it doesn't matter which men come to my house. I just don't like to be alone. But either way, we all talked and we chatted and they got it all, took the old one out, got the new one in. And I just was at my kitchen counter working on my computer while they were doing that. And when they were done... I said, hey, thank you all so much. I said, may I pray for you before you leave? And you know, (laughs) this was one of the sweetest ones. They all took off their hats. These three huge, they literally looked like football players. They took off their hats and we all grabbed hands in a circle in my kitchen and prayed. And one of the men 
after we were finished, told me that he is from Mississippi. And he was looking down to the ground and he said, I haven't done this in a very long time. And the room was just quiet. He said, I was raised to know the Lord, but I walked away. He said, thanks for reminding me about what's important. And all of us hugged in my kitchen. And it makes me cry thinking about it even right now because they were so sweet. And we all hugged in my kitchen and they were on their way. And so my encouragement is planting seeds or if you're watering seeds that others have planted, either way, just do it. Step out of the comfort zone. You know, we don't have to do anything. All we got to do is plant or water and the Lord provides the increase. I have no idea what God has done with those three men since that moment, but also what it continues to do in my own heart. It's humbling. It's beautiful. It is so wonderful to be used as a conduit of the Holy Spirit's power to touch a heart in such a powerful way when God is trying to reach people. And so again, it's just an encouragement. It is not to shine light on me or my husband or anything, but just to shine the light on Jesus Christ and the power, the Holy Spirit power that can truly touch someone in a moment. I just have a couple more. There's one that pertained to a tow truck. I had a car full of kids. My kids were younger and we were coming back from a day of swimming at a huge rec center. And I was with another mom and her kids too in two different cars. And I was driving, we had a really old Land Cruiser at the time, old Land Cruiser, um, but it broke down at the top of this hill on our way home. And so I pulled off into a side street right when we got to the top of the hill and I called for a tow. Well, all these kids and us two moms were all kind of stranded there for a minute, not knowing what to do, when a sweet neighbor actually came out with drinks and they even offered their home for rest in bathrooms. It was so nice. Anyway, um, the other mom, after all that, she loaded up the kids, except my oldest son, and because he wanted to stay with me, and she ran them all home while we waited for the tow truck. Well, the tow arrived, and my son and I hopped into the front seat with the guy, and we were a good 35, 40 minutes from home. Well, the tow driver was a young man. I would say he's probably in his mid to late 20s, and we all get to talking. And we thanked him for coming. And, um, and then I said something to the effect of, you know, that I believed it was part of God's plan for the day. Well, right when those words came out of my mouth, he said, he immediately was like, wait a minute, what did you say? And I repeated myself. And um, I always try to bring up the Lord in conversation at some point. And it's either shut down or it's received, but most time it's received. But anyway, so I repeated what I said. And he said, I was just thinking to myself, my life is not going right, and maybe I need God. Well, <laughs> I mean, talk about a door flung wide open. The whole ride back, I was able to share the gospel and my son as well, and we encouraged him to pursue Jesus. The driver, and here's what was so beautiful about it. My, my son was sitting in the middle, and, and the driver and I, of course, he was sandwiched between us. The driver, I, I mean, I kept wanting him to keep his eyes on the road because he kept leaning forward and looking over, engrossed in the conversation and, and kind of blown away by the conversation because these thoughts were so fresh in his own heart. And then all of a sudden, God, of course, had the trigger question to open it all up. 
And so again, we get back to my hometown. And before we got out of the tow truck, we prayed and we blessed him on his way. And he said that he was going to go and pursue his faith. I have no idea what's happened to him, but it doesn't matter because all we did, we were just a conduit of God's mercy, his grace. We were a conduit of the power of the Holy Spirit and just planted another seed. And sometimes, friends, to plant a seed, all it takes is just bringing up God's name in a conversation. We have, and I say that because we have no idea who the Holy Spirit is working on right now, do we? We don't know. That's why in in Corinthians, when we are not to judge those on the outside, we have no idea who the whose heart the Holy Spirit is working on in politics. We have no idea whose heart the Holy Spirit is working on in schools, in our churches, nowhere. And so we so we have to just all we're doing is planting if if we are stepping in and just offering to pray for people, we're planting a seed uh, into a heart that perhaps God has already, the Holy Spirit's already been preparing. And so sometimes my encouragement to you is this, sometimes what can seem like an inconvenience to you, like for me, a broken down car, is the very thing God will use for that inquiring heart. But we have to see things from that perspective, from a heavenly perspective, not an earthly one. I have no, we moved. It happened so fast. I have no idea what the Lord is doing, but I'm looking at it from a heavenly perspective and not an earthly one. And for some of us out there right now, what's happening is all the shaking that's going on around us, right? We have to look at it from God's perspective. The fields are white for the harvest. Jesus doesn't say in Matthew 9, um, pray for the harvest, but he says, pray for the labors. The harvest is plentiful. It is all around us. It's the tow truck drivers. It's the people at the grocery. It's the people outside of your little inner circle. It's all these people all around us. The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few, scripture says. Therefore, Jesus says, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. Matthew 9, 35 through 38, read that verse. You're not necessarily praying for the harvest. You're praying that the Lord of the harvest will send out labors into the harvest. And that is what you and I are. We're labors for the harvest. And so pray to be sent out. Now, I want to share another story. I think I just have a couple more, and that's it. Uh, this one happened in the King Supers parking lot. And if you're if you're not local, King Supers is part of the Kroger brand of grocery stores out here in the West. Well, walking out of the grocery store, I passed a woman who had parked in the handicapped spot, and she had obvious multiple physical disabilities. And she was struggling getting her groceries in the back. And so I stopped to ask her if I could help her load, and she gladly accepted well, when we looked at each other, we realized we recognized each other from years ago from the local rec center. She used to go work out at the same time I did. But again, it had been years since I saw her last. We were always friendly, uh, making conversation about life and stuff. And she struggled with disabilities then. She wasn't a believer, I don't think, uh, really trusting mainly in science and medicine. So we never really had faith conversations 
Um, and I'm not saying you can't have faith and believe in science and medicine. That's not what I'm saying. But she was not a believer. She was obviously um, just trusting in other things. Anyway, but either way, we had we we never really had faith conversations. We maybe had one, but it, you know, it it was just a seed. It really didn't. I didn't think it really went anywhere. But it didn't matter. Obviously, something happened. Well, I remembered her name, and I I was like, oh hi, and I said her name, and she and I told her mine again in case she didn't remember. And I asked how she was doing. Well, not so good. She now, besides her physical disabilities, is filled with cancer. This is just this year. She and her husband both in multiple places of their body. So, so she was just fraught with, she is fraught with so much affliction. And she looked scared. And I told her, I said, you know what? I said, I love to pray for people. And I asked her if she would mind right then and there if I could pray for her. And she said, um, okay. And I said, now I pray in the name of Jesus. Would that be okay with you? And she said, that's okay. And I said, and, and if it, since we're a parking lot, if you would like to keep your eyes open, if you're uncomfortable, so it looks like we're having a conversation instead, that's okay, that you can do that. And she goes, okay, I'll do that. And then I asked if I could put my hand on her arm. And she agreed to that too. And we stood there together in the King Super parking lot, right there in the front, and prayed a fervent prayer of healing for both she and her husband. And when we were done, she had tears in her eyes. That's the power of God. (laughs) I don't care how big of an unbeliever someone is. You cannot deny the power of God when it comes upon you. And she was so thankful. And we hugged. And we left and I have not seen her since. I have no idea what their health situation is like. But you see, there's a point in someone's life when science and medicine are not making the kind of difference they need. They need Jesus. They need the true healer. And when you pray for someone, friends, I don't care what anybody says, they feel it. They feel his power. And so some of the things that I try to ask when I pray for someone, and maybe this will help someone out there. I always ask to pray. Do you need prayer for anything or how may I pray for you? I let them know that I'm praying in Jesus name. Uh, If it's a public place and I can sense that they might be a little uncomfortable, I tell them we can pray with our eyes open. It looks like we're having a conversation. I've done that in the freezer aisle of King Super. I've done that wherever. And I ask if I can touch them. There is something about the power of touch and the Holy Spirit. I, I don't understand it all, but there's something about it. I don't lay hands on people hastily. I always check in with headquarters first. But all I know is that there is something about when you touch someone and people need a touch from Jesus right now. They just do, my friends. It is just time to go out. It is time to get out of our comfort zones. It's it's time to get past these barriers of fear, fear of rejection, and step into a divine moment where God wants to use you to reach someone he's been drawing towards him. Every day, The body of Christ. Can you imagine every day if all of us, some of you are already doing this, but if all of us just went out, even if it's just one person in that day, it doesn't matter. Um, Sometimes it's more. 
sometimes, you know, I don't know, but can you imagine if the body of Christ did this, all of us every day, how beautiful, how beautiful that would be. Well, I want to close with my last story. And this is a, a, a story that happened in my neighborhood with tree shredding guys. Um, a friend who's also my neighbor uh, and a fellow JCMer, uh, we we were on a prayer walk around our neighborhood, and uh, we passed a house where there was a company there that was shredding trees. They were doing tree work for a neighbor, and you know the trucks get really loud and stuff. So, well, one of the gentlemen was standing by his truck, and we stopped along the way and told him we were on a prayer walk, and asked if he wanted prayer for anything. He immediately said, yes, and he turned off the loud noise, called for the other workers, and they, the other workers, called for the other workers, and they all came around and to the side of the truck and where we stood, and we all prayed together on the street in our neighborhood. I mean, this is everyday occurrences. These are things that are taking place all around us. Like I said, whether praying in the freezer aisle at the grocery store or praying at the Walmart sewing center. Um, even a repair guy for my car who, while taking me for, on a drive to identify the clanking sound I had going on, was sharing his life story with me. And the fact that he was Jewish, but no longer practicing, now his life is hard and so on and so forth. And to be able to share with him the value of his Hebrew roots and that Jesus is Yeshua his Jewish savior, and to return to his roots, to not walk away, to return to his faith. I mean, these are things we all have appointments every day, don't we? I mean, and I'm not talking about God appointments. I'm talking about one of you might have a dental appointment, a doctor appointment, a a car repair appointment. You're going to the grocery store. You're going to the drug store. You're going to wherever, right? You're going to the gym. People are all around us. Today, my friend, today, if you have an opportunity to touch someone with God's presence, with God's word, with prayer, prayer is the easiest way that that door gets opened. How may I pray for you? Would you like prayer for anything? It is so powerful. But my encouragement to you, friend, is get out of your comfort zone. So many of us are shining the light in our own eyes and we need to get out of that and go out to the highways and byways. People are all around us and the fields are white for the harvest. Will you be one of those labors that are sent into the harvest? Yes, it's growing darker spiritually everywhere, but Christ's light through us should be shining into that darkness because it says in John 1, the darkness cannot comprehend that light. And we say, it says in Revelation, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So my encouragement to you today is that pray and ask the Lord of the harvest to send you as a laborer into the harvest, to open a door for you, an opportunity for the gospel, an opportunity for prayer, an opportunity to lay a seed or water a seed. And he will. All you have to do is be willing to step through that door. So I hope this encourages you today, a few stories to maybe give you a picture of what that could look like. And I hope you're blessed. Take care. (music) 